Welcome back to the Australian Rotary Health Podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. I'm Jessica Cooper and today on our 42nd episode, I will be having a chat with Rebecca Blackmore from Monash University. Rebecca was awarded an Ian Scott PhD scholarship from Australian Rotary Health from 2018 to 2021 for her project, Perinatal Mental Health in Women of Refugee Background. Rebecca has recently completed her PhD at the Monash Centre for Health Research and Implementation based at Monash University in Victoria. Prior to commencing her her postgraduate study, Rebecca has worked as a psychologist for over a decade in the field of schizophrenia research and childhood development. Her decision to undertake her thesis topic was driven by the current global refugee crisis. So welcome to the podcast, Rebecca. It must be very exciting and such a relief to have finally um, completed your PhD this year. So firstly, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's great to have you on. And I'm sure the the findings from your PhD are very fresh in your mind um, after spending the the last three years working on your project. But um, to start off, uh, could you tell us about what led you to pursue research in the area of refugee mental health? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, Prior to starting my PhD, I was involved with a research project that was rolling out a parenting program across Victoria. And through that project, I got to work with uh, lots of different families. And some of those families were of refugee backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And so through the project, I got to, to hear a lot about the challenges that some of these families had faced. Uh, And so also at the time, this was, of course, combined with the global refugee crisis, which was seeing uh, huge numbers of people fleeing their countries as a result of war and conflict. And so when the opportunity arose uh, to work on a project uh, that was going to look at refugee mental health, as well as maternal mental health, I absolutely jumped at it because I knew this was an area I really wanted to dedicate myself to for the next few years. Yeah, well, it's definitely a very important area. And yeah, as you said, it yeah, it came at a time where it was yeah, a real crisis as well. So yeah, um, could, can you tell us a, a bit about what kind of research questions um, you set out to answer over the course of your PhD and, and how you went about doing that as well? Mm-hmm, sure. So my PhD had a few different projects. And it was all looking at uh, the mental health of refugees, as well as the mental health of women of refugee background, specifically during pregnancy. Um, So I worked with a team of researchers and clinicians, and we were implementing a digital mental health screening program uh, during pregnancy. And it was taking place at, at an antenatal clinic here in Victoria at a very large hospital. And the whole idea was to make this program particularly accessible to women of refugee background because we know that women um, of these backgrounds can actually face additional barriers when accessing healthcare, particularly during pregnancy. So one of those barriers is uh, health services having access 
to effective screening measures in their language. So one of the projects was my PhD tested um, one of the most commonly used screening measures, which is the Edinburgh Postnatal Depression Scale. And that asks women about symptoms of depression and anxiety during pregnancy. And I was testing um, a diary translation of that, uh, of, of that version and basically seeing whether it was just as effective as the English version. So diary is the most commonly uh, spoken language in Afghanistan. And uh, because of the ongoing conflict there, uh, it, it continues to be quite a large source country for refugees and asylum seekers. So that was one of my projects. Um, also, I looked at PTSD during pregnancy uh, for women of refugee background. And I was actually quite surprised to learn that this was uh, a rather under-investigated area. Even though we know that these women are, are have a higher risk of experiencing PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder during their pregnancies as a result of refugee experiences. So um, I looked at that as well as before I sort of even started those projects, I realised that we didn't really even know what the prevalence of mental illness was amongst global refugee populations because the last review that had been conducted in the area was about 10 years old. So a lot had changed in the past decade. Uh, so what we did is we um, collaborated uh, with one of the authors from that original review and she is very much an expert in the field from Oxford University, Professor Mina Faisal. And so we set about to update um, that review so, so that in order we could get some current estimates for the prevalence of mental illness in refugee populations because that was obviously a really good starting point. Yeah, well, it sounds like you covered, yeah, many different areas in, in your yes. PhD. Yeah. 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 So I guess, like, after you collected all the all the data, what did it tell you? Well, I guess, firstly, with the systematic review, uh, so this was looking at adult refugees, both in Australia and internationally, and we found that almost one-third experienced post-traumatic stress disorder and depression and that's about eight times uh, that in the general population for PTSD, and it's about three times the incident of the incidence of depression in the general population. So much higher rates we're seeing in these groups. But we also found that the prevalence of anxiety disorders and psychosis were actually uh, less than than the estimates we have for general populations. Um, but there were actually only a few studies looking at um, anxiety and psychosis. So that was really interesting. And then also in terms of the results for the diary translation of the screening measure, the EPDS, the Edinburgh Postnatal Depression Scale, we found that this version was actually very effective. So just as effective as the English ver version, which means health services can go out there and confidently use this translation um, as our results do recommend the use of it. Uh, in terms of PTSD and um, women of refugee background, we found that there was um, a proportion of women who were experiencing PTSD, but there was also an even larger proportion of women who were experiencing what we call subthreshold PTSD. So this is where you may have some of the symptoms of PTSD, but not enough to meet full diagnosis. 
However, those symptoms that you're experiencing are still very distressing and probably causing um, a, a disruption to your life and to your overall functioning. Uh, so I felt like those, those results were very important um, for us to be aware of subthreshold PTSD um, and not just focus on you know, those meeting the full diagnosis. And then once all of those projects were done, at the very end, we put together an implementation guide. So this was based on all of the learnings, um, all of the years of my work, plus many years prior to my PhD, coming together to provide a guide for other healthcare services so that they could implement their own perinatal mental health screening program. So I felt that was a great way to end my PhD um, and something very important and useful for other healthcare services. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like, yeah, there's, um, yeah, like people can actually use this in real life practice. And yes, there can be yeah. some, some great implications from that. Um, exactly. Yeah. Do you think there'll be any other implications coming out of your PhD research? Well, I think uh, from conducting the systematic review, the aim was, of course, to update the knowledge. And the idea is that uh, we can then use that knowledge to progress the field. So now that we have current estimates, researchers can now focus on their attention on providing refugee-specific support, mental health interventions. Plus, we also know now the magnitude of the issue. Um, and by estimating how common something is, it makes it visible and it also makes us, uh, it gives us an ability to advocate for the healthcare that these individuals require. Um, and I guess its implications for the other projects is that uh, these projects have helped to address some of the barriers that women of refugee background are facing when they're accessing healthcare during their pregnancy. So it, it's really shown us that it's, it, it's very important and it's worthwhile to ask women about their experience of symptoms of depression, anxiety and PTSD during their pregnancy. Yeah, well, yeah, it sounds like you've really found some really um, important findings from there that can really be built on further. Um, exactly, I, yeah. I guess, are you um, planning on extending this research um, any further? Absolutely. Uh, there's still a lot more work to be done in the area uh, to ensure that perinatal mental health screening programs are, are implemented across all healthcare settings, not just here in Australia, but of course, internationally. And, um, you know, it's important that we are asking women uh, about their experience with symptoms of PTSD. And as I said earlier, it's actually quite an under-researched area. So it definitely um, needs some further work. Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess having just um, completed your PhD, what, what's next in terms of your career? Are you staying in the research field or still practicing as a psychologist? Well, I, I'd love to combine both. Um, that's what I'm very much interested in. I definitely plan on continuing my work as a researcher in the field of mental health, refugee mental health, as well as maternal mental health. Um, I'm very passionate about working with people um, of all different backgrounds, but of course, those of refugee background. Uh, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my PhD and I had the opportunity to work with a very amazing team of researchers at MICRI um, at Monash University. So I'm looking forward to what is hopefully a very long career as a future researcher. 
Yeah, it's good that you're able to really combine those passions together, you know, working clinically with um, people of refugee background and also doing the research on that. So, yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah. Nice. Um, I I guess as well, you you probably know um, Australian Rotary Health um, receives most of our donations from Rotary clubs and districts in Australia. And I know it, it means a lot to them to hear about the impact that their donations have made. Uh, could you explain how the Ian Scott PhD scholarship um, may have made a difference to your research career? Well, I think it goes without saying that I would not have been able to finish my PhD um, and all of the projects associated with it without the support from Australian Rotary Health. Having that support of the Ian Scott scholarship means that I could purely focus on my research um, and all of the work that's involved. So I think when you fund a PhD student, you're providing a researcher with the opportunity to focus on a particular topic for three years. And it means that researcher can really make a difference and a contribution to creating new knowledge on areas within mental health. And basically that's how we how we progress and how we improve things. Um, so yeah, it's it's it, it it's absolutely been um, you know fundamental to my success as a PhD student. Yeah, and w- would you say it's important that Rotarians and members of the general public continue or even start donating to mental health research? Well, I think uh, mental health is obviously crucial to our overall health, and I think. Most people recognise that today. So the way in which we uh, treat and manage and improve mental health is ultimately shaped by research and what researchers are learning um, in the field through their studies. And so that's why I think it's so important uh, to continue to support research in the field of mental health because it ultimately um, affects how you or I or those around us and our loved ones get treated um, in hospital or any primary care setting for mental health. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, it's very important work um, that that you're doing as a researcher as well to sort of inform that knowledge. So, um, yeah, it's been really great to talk about your research findings today, Rebecca. And, um, I guess before we wrap up today, was there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, no, just obviously a thank you to Australian Rotary Health um, and a thank you to all the Rotarians who do uh, such amazing work year in, year out. And it, it, this really makes an impact, this scholarship, because it funds scholars from all around Australia working on many different topics. So thank you. Well, thank you so much again, Rebecca. Thank you, Jessica. That was the 42nd episode of our podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. It's always so inspiring to hear what researchers in Australia are doing to make a difference to mental health and how they are helping us on our mission to lift the lid on mental illness. If you can, please support important mental health research like Rebecca's by donating on the Australian Rotary Health website. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time.